0: Well, hello, and welcome to an All Saints Conversation. I'm Connie Willems. I'm Brock Bannon. And Brock, we have a great guest with us this morning, and I'm going to turn it over to you to talk with our guest, Brock Bottomley, in a moment. But before we do, the topic we want to talk about today is mentoring and discipleship. So just tell me quickly, why were you so interested in doing this? I was interested for several reasons. One, to have the opportunity to have this conversation with Brock, But I think there's something in the air right now at our church we're ripe for some of this revisiting mentoring and discipleship. So the opportunity to have a conversation with Rock about this and listeners from other churches, I'm hearing people talk about this, mentoring and discipleship. Well, it should be a great conversation. Yes. So Rock, thank you for taking time to have a conversation with us about mentoring and discipleship. On a personal level, mm. Rock, you were my first pastor. Mm. So we're talking back in the yeah. Paleolithic That's right, era. right, in the 80s. In the 80s That's right. at Covenant Community <coughs> That's Church. right. And Rock, you baptized me yeah. at age 13. So That's right, I was a teenager. Way back. Yeah. So this is fun to have yeah. a conversation with my first real pastor. Yeah. Would you tell us um, a little bit about your call to pastor here at Our Lord's. We yeah. can talk about numerous other churches where yeah. you pastor, but yeah. when you came to Our Lord's and when you passed the baton, what, what years are we talking
1: about? Yes. Let's see. I came to Our Lord's in uh, 2008 and was here for eight years through 2016. 2016. And, and really, coming here was a dream uh, come true for me. Uh, honestly, I would pastored three other churches before that and went through a period of real burnout just uh, primarily because of my own perfectionism and weakness. Mm. And uh, spent seven years uh, teaching out at Focus on the Family. Mm. And, uh, and as those years kind of came toward an end, I had a dream uh, to do one more church. I felt like I had one more church. Mm. And I kept thinking, my dream was I'd like to pastor a place, and if I could do anything, I'd call it Christ's Church. And what we do is we just major on the things that are most important to Jesus. Mm -hmm. We major on intimacy with God, and we major on uh, holiness of character, just growing to be more like him, Mm -hmm. and real community where you love each other, and then his mission, which is extending the love of God in the community. And those are the things that seem to matter most to Jesus. Mm -hmm. So Bev and I would pray, and we'd walk in Colorado, and we said, you know, we'd love to do... One more church, and I'd love to call it Christ Church. Well, it turned out to be our Lord's <laughs> community church, and that that was very close and really that was those actually those those embassies that was what was in the heart of the people when we came was to get back to simple church where we focus on the things that matter most to Jesus, and that's what we did for those eight years. Well, we're glad that you did yet. Okay
0: called and get that opportunity to lay some mm-hmm. further foundation here that's yeah. important. What I want to start with in addition to that is hearing if we're going to be talking about mentoring and discipleship and we're going to define that and talk about why we do it, how to do it. It's going to be really practical but Connie was saying, "Hey, let's uh let's talk a little bit about some personal things." I want to hear who you can look back yeah. on in your life who mentored you who, yeah
1: you know who do you remember uh, you know Brock I was lucky enough I grew up actually outside the mainstream of local church but it was in a ministry that was really built on mentoring it was older older people who take younger men under wing mm. and uh, I mean we'd have them it was very personal and it was very family very relational so uh, a big part of it was having the younger men like me into the home. In fact, I actually lived with a family for three months just you know, for the purpose of seeing how family works. And, and uh, Anyway, that was my roots, uh, was being mentored by men who... I was a single young man, and they were married with children, and, and so I was really mentored. And, and really, I think uh, mentoring is, it, it is... It's about teaching a way of life, I mean that's and it's from an older person who's down the road and has done life and had some experience, mm-hmm. and to a younger person, and, and the agenda really is life. How how do you make life work? How do you do life God's way? And and I think the additional component on it is there is a real affection and there's a personal attention that comes with it. I mean I really did feel loved and like a adopted son. And I think that's a big part of mentoring is there's that I sense I'm special. The person who's doing it counts me special. There's this affection. There's this desire to see me thrive. Mm -hmm. And the agenda is life.
0: Yeah. So someone cares about you. Mm -hmm. We're going to, I'm getting ready to ask you the difference between mentoring and discipleship. But I wanted to ask, do you really have to be that much older to mentor someone or are we talking about something you might be 20 years older but you could actually just be maybe a few years down the road what talk about that
1: yeah i think that you know it's when you're younger people five years older seem a whole lot older (laughs) (laughs) so it's all i think an issue of perspective i do think i do think in mentoring there's enough of an age difference and again the younger you are the the lower that difference really needs to be but you do sense that you're you're connected with somebody who has done more of life and done it well uh, than you have and that's what you want to do is you're trying to Mm. learn from them you know what have you learned in the space between me and you? Yeah. So, so does that to be big? No, but there, But I think that's a different difference. So discipling, you know, is more teaching the nuts and bolts of life with God. You know, getting in the Word and teaching me how to pray and how to share my faith and how to do community. It's more of the discipling, teaching me the fundamentals of life with Jesus. Mentoring, it is. It's more a big brother. Or a spiritual mom or dad. Yeah.
0: Hmm. And there's overlap. Yeah. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. So some people ask, <clears throat> "Well, am I mentoring or am I doing?" They often times times overlap, yeah. don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: yeah. hmm. life works when you're doing it with God. So a big part of making life work is not just talking about money and raising kids and making your professional life work. It's you know, it's connecting with God so that everything works. And we're making this accessible
0: because it Mm -hmm. should be. Some people might say, well, I don't have theological training or I don't know the 10 rules of discipleship. But you're talking about life. And there are so many people who could mentor someone, financial stuff or healthy relationships or things. Lots of people have reservoirs of wisdom to share with other people. So we want to make this as accessible as possible. We're actually going to circle back around at the end and talk about practical yeah. ways for young people to seek mentors out. Yeah. Um, why? Why do? Why should we do this, Rob? Yeah. Why mentor yeah. or
1: disciple? Yeah. Two things come quickly to my mind. One is, of course, the Bible talks about you know the God in His wisdom tells us that there's enormous value. As a younger person connecting with an older person, you see it in proverbs. You know, we're told repeatedly through the proverbs to listen to the instruction of a father. And this isn't little children. This is a the proverbs is written to a young adult people, Mm -hmm. telling them to hey, pay attention and listen to the older adults in your life. And the reason is there's just a lot of things that God teaches through living the experience of life Mm -hmm. and uh and those are the most expensive lessons in life Mm -hmm. you know those are the ones that leave scars and can leave you limping Mm -hmm. so what god is saying is you know if you've got an older godly person who's willing to share with you what what god has taught them Mm -hmm. that's a precious thing it can save you an awful lot of potentially crippling trouble yeah Learning by experience may be the best way, but it's also the most painful yeah. way. And so, so God in his book tells us, you know, young men, young women, listen to the instruction of older people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of God's, you know, we know God speaks to us through the Bible. That's true. He also speaks and forms as we have the humility to connect with an older person. Yeah. So, and then in the New Testament, of course, you know, the Bible talks about older women teaching younger and older men modeling and teaching the younger, so, biblically. I think the other thing is just practically, I mean, I, this is important to me, I've just seen, honestly, I've just seen the value of mentoring, I mean, literally saved my life, uh, maybe not literally, but figuratively, saved me from some very painful things yeah. through my life. Yeah. Uh, two, uh, two quick stories. Uh, when I was younger, um, I connected during my high school years with a, a young gal, and she and I were together for, Uh, seven years, all through high school and college. During that time, you know, I came to Christ, really wanted to live for God. She was very sympathetic and very gracious, but uh, never really connected personally. Mm -hmm. Well, at the end of that time, you know, I graduated from college, and and we got engaged. And I knew when I asked her to marry me, she was not the right one. Mm -hmm. But we were so connected in at at all levels and and i knew it and 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 it was it took a mentor in my life yeah. to kind of awaken me to the fact that this might end badly and uh, i did i had an older man i was closely connected with him and his family he was my mentor yeah. it's interesting i didn't even tell him about this girl because i was i knew it wasn't good but he <laughs> found out <laughs> And he was very gracious. Yeah. You know, he said, "This is a wonderful thing. Marriage is a great thing, but you want to really get this right." So he challenged me to get time with God, and then he said, "Now, once you come back and tell me what the Lord, how the Lord is leading." Well, I knew it wasn't right, hmm. but uh, but I went away, and in that time, the Lord really persuaded me, he loved me, and and uh, and I knew I needed to break that relationship. Hmm. So I came back to him, and he heard me out and prayed for me, and sent me off to break that off but without that man yeah I would not have broken that thing off yeah and my life I mean my life would have been radically different Hmm. Uh, quick second story so I get engaged to the right one this is my wife Bev and about six weeks before we got married I got cold feet and I thought oh yeah I'm kind of a perfectionist Mm -hmm. and so I go back and forth and analyze things way overthink things so again, I had a mentor. I had an older man in my life, and um, I was on the verge of breaking off this engagement. So I told him, I said, you know, I'm having all these questions and struggles, and I'm not sure I can go through this. So anyway, he had me come up, and we we got together, and he sent me out to spend time with God, like the first guy. So I did, and I spent time, and I came back, and I told him, yep, I think God's telling me I need to break this engagement. And he looked right at me, and he said. Wrong answer. Wrong answer, dude. (laughs) (laughs) He said, I know you. I've seen you. You go back and forth. You can't make decisions. You struggle with this. You're perfectionist. You overthink things. Listen, this is the right gal. You write her. You call her right now. You tell her to send out those invitations and don't you hesitate ever again. Don't blow this. Yeah, but I'm telling you, without that older man who knew me and knew my... Unhealthy tendencies. Yeah. I'd have married the wrong one. I'd have missed the right one. Man,
0: there's just a thread that's running through what you're sharing, these stories. You use the word uh, scars, uh, people that walk with a limp, mm-hmm. um, shortcomings, perfectionism. I mean, what I'm hearing is that broken people yeah. make good mentors. Yeah. So you <clears throat> walk through a really hard time in life, and then you can turn around and help other people yeah. through similar situations. Yeah. So we're not talking. A mentor is not a perfect person, right? No, I haven't right. met that person yet. Right. So that's how true. would you address that? That mentors yeah. and disciple makers are broken people, and yeah. so you're kind of drawing yeah. from
1: some of those yeah. broken areas. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think it's. I think it's. It's true. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking of myself and. Uh, in working with younger men, I probably told those two stories dozens of times. Yeah. Because, you know, those are the lessons God taught me. I've wrestled with perfectionism and I've talked about and I, you know, you recognize that. And and the Lord's in the process of leading me out. I'm not out, but I made progress. And so, you know, as you see that in younger people. I think the truth is where we where we all Limp where we've either come close to self-destruction or had to come back out of the pit. Yeah, you know those those are the things that we can talk about with the greatest conviction and mm-hmm. be really helpful. So I think all of us as older people, we know what we we realize what we don't know. We know our defects. Yeah. What we often don't realize is the enormous good that God has taught that we do have to give. There's something beautiful about that.
0: Just. Uh, Really, the mentors that I'm going to seek out aren't the shiny, slick people. It's the Mm -hmm. people who are scarred and who I know have had some tough times. Again, it's like the addict who, you know, an addict doesn't go and seek out. They usually seek out people that have overcome addiction or something. So I think the same thing. The effective mentors are the ones who've been in battle. We've hinted at this. You've talked about Mm -hmm. it a little Mm bit. But how do you do
1: it? What do you recommend? Yeah. I think the best way for this to actually happen is if you're a younger person and you sense a desire in your in your life to have someone like what we've been talking about, not perfect but older and and you 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 look around and and you do you see some older people and you may you know admire some aspect of their life. The best way for this to happen is for you as a younger person to go to some older person that you would really like to be this mentor, this person in your life, yeah. and to approach them. And I and very simply, I would just tell them why. And this is really important. And the reason is most older people don't feel qualified. Why? Because we're all aware of our defects. We know our failures. We, we know that we're not theologically trained. I think we have a misconception that mentoring is somehow being like a university professor where I come and I dump loads of knowledge and information in an organized way. And that's not it. It's yeah. it's really talking about life as it unfolds. And what you find is God has taught you a lot more than you realize. And that kind of comes to the surface as you're talking. But I think older people, they're reluctant to mentor because honestly, they feel inadequate. Yeah. I think they have a wrong view. And that is, they see it as, if I agree to this, we'll have coffee, you'll look at me and I'll come and give you a spellbinding lesson every time we meet which I'm supposed to prepare and organize before for the next there. five years for the next five <laughs> years it's endless and then and then I think older people honestly we get into retirement mode and sometimes we get lazy because we're just used to not having responsibility and we don't have as much energy. Mm-hmm. So there's some pretty high barriers that keep older people from initiating I think the other is just humility you know as an older person I think who am I to go talk to this younger person and suggest that he, take me on as a mentor i mean who am i to say that i am qualified for that in years so there's just a lot Mm -hmm. that prevents top down yeah so the best way for this is for a younger person if you see somebody like to do this approach them and i'd start by telling them why in other words tell them what is it about their life that you've seen that makes me want to connect with you. Maybe it's the way they love their wife. Maybe it's just the reputation they have in business. Maybe it's it's you know a a level of faith and confidence in God that you see in their life. You know maybe it's it's the way their kids have turned out. Yeah. But whatever it is, just tell them what do I see in you because they often yeah. don't see that. Mm. And. Let's just say you were to approach someone, I approach you, you say yes.
0: What's a realistic, feasible plan? Are we talking once a week, every other week, monthly? I know that's up for debate, but what what would you
1: recommend? Yeah, I would say the other thing that older people are afraid of is, you know, their their worst nightmare is I don't know what to say when we get together. Hmm. So if as a younger person, you take that on yourself. Hmm. And this is what I'd suggest, I'd say, Look, when we get together, uh, here's what I'd like us to talk about. And, and I just, I think of three areas, again, that mentoring can do. And I just tell them, I talk about accountability. In mm-hmm. other words, there's certain things, as a younger person, I know I want somebody to kind of ask how I'm doing. Because mm-hmm. I know I want to do well, but I also know I tend to forget or neglect and I can slip. So, uh, so I tell them, I want you to ask me about Whatever it is you want. The second thing, I think, is just questions. And I tell them, I'll bring the questions. Mm. As a young person, you know what's going on in your life. You know whether it's a struggle in marriage, with kids, or at work, or in your thought life, or character, or money. I mean, you know, where do I need an older person to share? So you're telling them, I just want you to ask me about these areas. I'll bring the questions. And then I think the other thing is uh, what I call suggestions. And i give that person permission to ask you or speak to you about anything that they see in your life mm-hmm. that they sense yeah. may be causing some difficulty. Yeah, the, the
0: opportunity to speak yeah. and make yeah. suggestions.
1: Yeah, I, I just tell them, look, I know as you watch me, you're gonna see some things that you know are kinda cattywampus here. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, that's the agenda, yeah. is I want you to ask me, and I'll tell you what I want you to ask me about. I'll bring the questions, and then I want to give you freedom to speak into anything that you sense yeah. might be helpful to me. Boy, there's
0: a measure of trust in this, isn't mm-hmm. there? Just you've mm-hmm. got to trust each other, mm-hmm. and that doesn't just come overnight, yep. does it? Yeah. So usually something like this, some rapport, yeah. like any other relationship, yeah. it takes, it takes a while. some time. Yeah. And then how about the
1: duration so that it yeah. makes
0: it, yeah. again, workable for both people? What would you say? Yeah, you
1: were asking about two things. Frequency, I'd say probably about once a month. Once a month? Yeah. That's I'm doable. doing this. I'm That's mentoring doable. a guy out in California, and I just said it once a month. That gives enough time for water to go under the bridge, mm. life to happen, questions to arise, you know stuff to happen so that and it's not burdensome. Mm-hmm. Usually you're probably meeting about an you know, plan on about an hour, but what you'll be amazed at is it'll probably go about an hour and a half. You'll have more to talk about mm. than you realize. And I would say uh, you know the duration of this. I would kind of take it between a semester and a nine months. You know, kind of at a time. And 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 again, the younger person, if you're going, I tell the person this: is what you have in mind. Because again, an older person's fear is it may be overwhelming. I just mm-hmm. say, here's what I like to do. I like to call you up about once a month and meet for coffee for about an hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll bring the agenda, right? We've already figured that out. And, and you've told them why. So, mm. you know, you've really taken the burden off of the older person.
0: Boy, that sure is accessible. And even if it's not nine months, but if you just said, hey, could we do this five or six times? Yeah. This is doable. The last thing I want to ask you is the potential for this at our Lord's? We've got other people right. from different churches listening, but we can speak to the our Lord's context. What kind of potential yeah. for this do you see here? Yeah.
1: Well, I think there's obviously there's great potential with this. Anytime you've got intergenerational life in a church, and that's really most churches. But I think I think what makes our Lord's particularly uh, fertile for this kind of ministry is we just have an unusually High number of older people who are genuinely godly people. I mean, they've they've walked with Jesus for a long time and been faithful, and they have the fruit of it to show. So we've got a fairly large number of older, mature people, Uh, and I you know they're not just religious and have just done church for a long time. They have genuinely loved God, learned from God, and been led giving, sacrificial lives. So they they've done it well. And then we also have an unusual number. Of younger adult people who are genuinely devoted, zealous—you've so got mm-hmm. you've got very godly, spiritually hearted people yeah. in both places. I think our Lord's is you know, a place where this kind of thing could happen on a broad scale. I, you know, the other thing I'd say is just because we talked about the younger, but for the older, there is something enormously life-giving about coming out of a sitting down at coffee with a younger person and realize that. You realize, you know, God has brought you farther than you think, and often you discover that as you begin to share with younger people. Mm. And as that takes place, communities
0: change, people change. Yeah. Those exchanges happen, and people yeah. start experience transformation on yeah. both sides of it. Right, the yeah. person mentoring yeah. and the person receiving. Yeah. This is really fun to talk about. It. Yeah. I'm excited for our church and for mm-hmm. some of the other people that are listening this has been going on for hundreds and thousands of years yeah. mentoring and there's yeah. a a power yeah to it yeah. would you just pray for us yeah along this yeah. line that the yeah. people listening would be mm. ignited to mentor or mm. disciple and then mm. some of the young people would seek yeah. out a mentor yeah good
1: yeah well father we just we thank you that you you design life so that we you put us in families you give us fathers and mothers and Lord, I know this is in your heart, just for the older to give away what you've given them and for the younger to benefit. So, Holy Spirit, we would pray that you'd move through our body. Lord, I pray for our younger people that uh, if this is in their heart, I'd ask that you would bring to mind, you'd cause them to notice an older man, an older woman that they admire and respect and would want to learn from and that you give them faith and courage to approach and ask. And then, Lord, I pray for the older that you give us as the older generation, faith and courage to say yes. And so, Lord, we pray you do this at our Lord's. And, and then you'd use what we experience here just to spread it beyond uh, this place. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rock. Thanks for taking the time to have this conversation. Enjoyed it.
0: Appreciate Good. It.
1: Well, it was a great
0: conversation. i was so happy to be able to hear you and Rock speak about this. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. If you'd like to learn more about All Saints, you can visit our website at allsaints.center and join us again for another All Saints conversation. Yes. Thank you.